let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer to the Body Works Plus guest hotline on Sports Radio 92.7 FM. You can follow Mike Kay on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K. Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mike, I wanted to have you on so we could talk about if the Carolina Panthers could actually bring the band back together, such as you answer with a nice question from Chris in your mailbag edition on the Charlotte Observer. So Chris asked if it was possible to keep Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu, and Derek Brown without decimating the Panthers' salary cap. And you said it was possible to do all of that, despite Brian Burns being one of the highly coveted free agents. We'll see about the franchise tag. And Frankie Louvu being rated the number one linebacker in free agency by a lot of different outlets. So I, I know you write about this a little bit. I do advise people to go check out your article. They can find it on your Twitter handle and the Charlotte Observer. But Mike, if you don't mind explaining just how they could do it and if you think it would be prudent to keep all of these guys back on the defensive side. Well, for one, you know, this is going to be like, you know, you see those gifts on, online of like numbers flying around people's heads. To simplify this, when you sign a guy to a long-term contract, typically what you do is you give them a large signing bonus and you spread it out through the first three years of the contract, which then allows you to lower a cap hit. So let's say you sign Frankie Louvu, I'm just saying three years, $30 million, and like $15 million of that is a bonus. The other $15 million is his base salary. So you would spread it out through three years of the contract and lower his cap number because just because this guy is making a $15 million bonus and a $5 million salary and that's $20 million doesn't mean that's going to be his cap number. So what you do is you lower the cap number. Let's say his cap number $7 million. Okay, cool. $7 million. That seems really palatable, right? Well, guess what? You've got Derek Brown coming off the Pro Bowl season. If you sign him to an extension, you can say you can lower his cap number and save roughly $9 million. So you're paying basically for Luvu and then getting additional credit if you extend Derek Brown before free agency and then also sign Luvu. Then from there, you've got the franchise tag to use on Brian Burns. If Brian Burns signs the $22.5 million deal or whatever it is right now, yeah, that's going to put a hindrance on your cap. But if you can work out a long-term deal, you can dramatically save money because, again, you can lower his cap number and his base salary and make up for it with a bonus to spread out through years of the contract. Now, I know that's like a lot of gymnastics there. It's just doable. The answer to the question is, yes, it's doable. Is it prudent? Depends on what the number is for Brian Burns. Because right now, you know, there are reports out there that they offer $27 million. That's exactly what Joey Bosa makes per APY. Um, and Bosa is a four-time Pro Bowler. Burns is a two-time Pro Bowler. Burns has better durability, but Bosa has had four 10-plus sack seasons with the Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, and signed his contract a little while ago and is older. So the, there's a lot of gymnastics. The market changes. But to answer the question, it would be prudent depending on what Burns gets. So, Mike, just to continue this, is it an either-or situation on how you want to allocate your resources to bringing all of these guys back defensively and getting a top-notch wide receiver? Like, do you have to pick one or the other, or is it possible to do everything you just talked about, all those defensive pieces, and also get 
one of these other guys at wide receiver like a Pittman, a Calvin Ridley, and a Mike Evans, I know at different price points, but somewhere in that tier. Well, it'd be really difficult if you have to franchise tag burn. Like, this is really a race to get a lot of things done before March 13th. Now, if you put the franchise tag on him and say, hey, go check out your market, the non-exclusive tag, see what you're worth. See if somebody's willing to pay, you know, maybe not two first-round picks, but we can work out a deal if they're willing to pay what you want. And I just, I find that to be kind of interesting because, you look at two guys who outplayed Ryan Burns last year. They got traded at the deadline. Montez Sweat only secured a second-round pick, and that was with a, a massive extension attached to him. And then Chase Young was a third-round pick, and he didn't get an extension. So I'm interested to see who would be willing to pay Burns what he wants as well as compensate the Panthers in, in, a, in a nice way. And so if Burns is on the franchise tag, regardless of whether you re-sign Lubu, regardless of whether you extend Burton Brown, that's going to put a hindrance on what they can do in free agency. So that gives Burns leverage. Um, that's why I think you'll see them kind of wait until they absolutely have to, to assign a franchise tag if they plan to do that. Mike K. joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And Mike, when you look at this defense, is it are they good where they're at if they're able to re-sign Lubu Brown's Luvu, Brown, and Burns, or do you think that they still could use another maybe high-priced item on defense, or do they think that they're just in a position with those guys, if they can get them secured, that they can just kind of build around them uh, with guys that aren't going to cost so much? Well, I, I think their strategy of building the defense through the draft works. I would put money into the offense, especially if you're going to pay three guys you know, upwards of $10 million a year. Um, they're going to need help at corner. Obviously, one of the avenues to saving money, uh, they can save $5.9 million by cutting Dante Jackson, who's had a pretty inconsistent career. Um, they also can can move some money around by doing some restructures. But I think, you know, when you see C.J. Henderson, he's going to hit free agency. Troy Hill might be back just because he's got a connection to the staff and played relatively well last year. Sam Franklin is going to be a free agent. There's stuff to be done at cornerback, inside linebacker, depending on what Shaq Thompson's situation and Lugu's situation are. But they really need an edge number two, and I think day two is going to be where they have to address that. I don't think they're going to be able to address the offense with, like, you know, quality starters and then go try to make deals with guys like Daniil Hunter or whomever if they've already signed Bryant Burns. Like, Bryce Huff is a really interesting player. Comes from the Jets, had a higher sack percentage, half, uh, pressure rate than, than Brian Burns last year, actually. And I think he's going to be one of the bells of the ball in free agency. If they do decide to tag and trade Burns, I wouldn't be surprised if Huff was a big target for them. And so you're talking about the offense and, and getting weapons there. Do you think that this is a situation where the Panthers – uh, should try to build the re- receiving core through the draft and through low price free agents that are young, or do you really think that they need to go out and really spend big to find that number one guy? I think that the fallback plan would be to build around, you know, the medium market. I think the B-level market for wide receiver is significantly better than it was last year, like significantly. Um the issue they're going to have is getting one of those top-tier guys. You want to sign Mike Evans at 30, 
Uh, obviously, he's coming off a really good season and knows Canales, but like to have two thirds plus thirty wide receivers who are your main two targets when this team looks like it's going to be in a major rebuild, that's something you need to weigh. Um, I think a lot of people are really intrigued by the Brendan Ayuk trade rumors. You're probably trading 33 and then some and giving up a lot of opportunity costs, which is what draft picks are. You can cost control players if you do that, plus you're going to have to sign him to an extension. So there's a lot for Brent Phillips to weigh here. He's brilliant when it comes to the numbers based on his history, but like they're going to have to figure out what they want to do and they can't overextend themselves. You notice with Dan Morgan and Dave Pinellas, there were no talks of, Hey, let's win the division this year. I think they need to play this patiently one way or another. And so there are receivers out there on the secondary receiver market, like Noah Brown, Gabe Davis, Tyler Boyd, are, are, is there a receiver in particular that you feel like is in that second wave after some of the big superstars that could really come in and have Adam Thielen-type value, maybe not 100 catches, but really come in and have an impact? So Gabe Davis, as you mentioned, is a guy who was in Buffalo. He was drafted while um, Dan Morgan was an executive there. Um, I really like his upside. Uh, you know, he's been very inconsistent in Buffalo. I do wonder – if he was the focal point of an offense, if, if that would make him a little bit uh, more fluid in his production. Um, he's a guy who's kind of interesting. I, I think when you look at this market, though, it, 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 you're going to have to kind of double tap, as it were, um, when it comes to wide receivers if you're going to go with that secondary market. You bring up Noah Brown. He's kind of interesting. I don't think there's, like, a one guy who you're like, yeah, man, we missed out on T. Higgins. We missed out on Bryant and NIU. This guy can totally fill that role. Uh, you know, Michael Pittman could be uh, franchise tag. I think he's more of a high-end number two wide receiver personally. Um, but here, he would definitely be an upgrade. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, I just think they've drafted guys in the second round of wide receiver, and those guys have shown that it takes time to really – kind of capitalize wide receiver used to be a position where you kind of ease guys into it obviously justin jefferson jamar chase pretty much anybody who went to lsu uh or clemson basically has has debunked that theory over the years but i think you know we've seen it with jonathan mingo you can't just expect this guy to come in and be the number one wide receiver mike we'll get you out of here on this one we know about the obvious questions with Brian Burns with Derek Brown extension and stuff like that. Is there a question about this team? You don't think uh, enough people are asking about an underrated, uh, underrated aspect about this team heading into the off season, if you will. Well, I think if you go and you revisit the Bryce young trade, um, you know, I, I didn't criticize them too much because I was also somebody who said that they needed to identify their quarterback and go get him. But we brought up opportunity cost earlier on in the pot in, in the show and while they have tons of cap room in 2025 and 2026, you also have to remember, like, they gave up some really high-priced, opportunistic lottery tickets to trade up for this pick. They gave up two second-round picks. They gave up an extra first-round pick. Those are cost-controlled items. And I think you're seeing that they're going to have to spend or be patient in order to build this team up the right way. And I think... That's going to be interesting as we kind of watch them spend in free agency, as we watch this new regime develop talent and who they target. 
That's Mike K from the Charlotte Observer joining us here on Wesson Walker via the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Had him talking about his mailbag article on the Observer. Can Carolina afford to keep Burns, Luvu, and Brown? He wrote it over a week ago, but it's going to be one of those articles I feel like it's nice to keep going back to to see, okay, how can Carolina do this? It's a great article to make sense of the cap situation. Mike, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me.